Hey everybody, I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Welcome Songtown. I'm here with Marty Dodson. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, Marty. I got a good email from a Songtown member today. And they asked, how do you get over writer's block when you just don't have anything to write about? And this is important because I see a lot of websites and a lot of YouTube channels and people that that are finally catching on and going, okay, well, if you want to be a good writer, you can't just sit around and, and wait on inspiration. Sit down every day and write and get good at it. And as pro writers, I know you and I agree with that. But what I don't really hear people talk too much about is, you know, what do you do? How do you get over writer's block when you've got nothing to write about? I can remember back before I was a pro songwriter and had to write every day where I would sit down and I just couldn't think of anything. You know, what do I write about? So I thought it'd be really important, you know, to not just tell people, if you want to be a good writer, you need to write every day. You know, that yeah, you do. But, right. you know, you can't, you can't sit around and wait for inspiration. But I wanted to, to give some practical advice for what you do so when you can't think of anything to write and you're sitting down and you, you, you want to write, you want to write every day, how do you fix that? And I know I'm throwing this subject on you, so I'll start with one and then I'll give you a little time to think. Sounds good. I got some. All right. Yeah, I'm sure. Because by this time in our careers, we've probably got a thousand tricks for this <laughs> to, to get ourselves writing. But one thing... Now, this works if I'm co-writing. I always try to listen to, I sit down with my co-writers and we'll talk. You know, we'll talk about what's going on. I remember one time I was writing with John Wiggins, who was a country artist and a, a you know, songwriter. And he started telling me, first time I met him, he started telling me his life story. And he was going, yeah, this happened. And then this bad thing happened and this bad thing. I mean, it was literally one tragedy after the next. And he looked up at one point and he goes, yeah, man, he, he laughed. He goes, my life's been a country song. And because in country songs, you know, you're, everything goes wrong in country songs of, yeah. of the past. So he's, and, I, and the light bulbs went off. I was like, ding, ding, ding. My life's been a country song. So we, we started, I launched into a chorus and sang a few lines and he liked it. And we wrote that that day. Um, writing with Darius Rucker the first time he asked me, you know, what I want to write about and I didn't have anything to write about, you know, and you can't really just say to a Darius Rucker, well, you know, you're showing up to write, you know, and you, you don't have any ideas, but this was me. The first time I write with a superstar, I got zero ideas. And I said to him, I said, man, I don't feel like writing today. And he looked at me surprised. He's like, what's going on? I said, well, I broke up with my girlfriend the night before. And he's like, oh, man. And I said, yeah, you know, and, and I'm wondering, did I do the right thing? I'm questioning myself. He's like, we all do that. You know, he goes, I still think about somebody back in high school. And I said, really? He said, yeah, don't think I don't. And it was like, ding, ding, ding. And I write that down. The next morning I wake up. Um, we wrote another song that day. But the next morning I woke up and looked at that note and came up with a chorus. Um, and that, that to me, I always like to start with a song in the room 
through conversation, if possible. That doesn't always yeah. work. You know, you got to have a backup plan. But I really like to start out. And if I can, um, pull something out of the conversation because I feel like it comes from a real place. And a lot of times, you you know, you'll get a, a great song out of that. I've gotten some hits out of that. Yeah. And you're really great at that. I mean, I think you're, you have trained yourself to listen in such a way that you, you're able to pull those things out when somebody throws that out in the room. You know, it's been funny, like at um, publishing companies, if, if a bunch of writers are standing around and somebody comes in and says something unique to see everybody like casually get their phone and start to type, you know, <laughs> like everybody's putting <laughs> down that, that idea. But yeah, that's a great place to start is to just, Talk about what people in the room are feeling, what they're going through and that kind of stuff. And that can be really inspiring. Something that I recommend to people is to figure out for you what gets you inspired. And I think like for me, it's probably a great idea. So if, I, if I'm going into a co-write with a, what I think is a great idea, I'm really inspired. It seems to get the room inspired. You know, everybody gets excited and we really can can take off in some inspired writing. And there's been plenty of days when I look at that blank word doc and I go, man, I'm not sure what I've got today. And so I keep going back to those to what inspires me. And if I'm not feeling inspired, I'll spend 15, 30 minutes before my co-write going through quotes on the internet, like I'll search for life quotes or love quotes. And, and I just read a bunch of things, you know, and quotes are there because there's something said in a unique way. So you can often find something there that inspires you, you know, that gives you something to, to walk into that room with that you're excited about. And, and so it, it inspires me to take a walk in the morning and think about things before I'm writing and to, you know, have my coffee that I like, those kind of things. So I'm always trying to, before I write, get myself in that inspired place. And I've learned what things do that for me. Some people maybe meditate in the mornings or they, you know, go through their song ideas that they've got, you know, but what, whatever it is for each individual, I think if you can learn how to get yourself inspired, that can help you over the hump on those days when you're just not feeling it. And then there's other days where you have to count on co-writers. You know, the one thing I love about co-writing is that I've never been in a co-write where everybody was uninspired or feeling uninspired that day. You know, so I think co-writing can be a great way to, you know, up your chances of somebody having something that's going to spark inspiration when you get in the room so that you're not just sitting there or, or just spending all day talking about ideas and nobody's feeling any of them. Yeah. And, you know, we can't always co-write. I know there's a lot of people listening today that probably don't have the luxury of co-writing if they're, you know, in a small town and there's, you know, they just don't have access to it. Um, one thing we do at Songtown is because we're a virtual town that we are able to hook people up for co-writing. But if you're not co-writing today, you have a great exercise. I'm going to let you do the talking on this because when we do our workshops, you'll often bring up this exercise where you say, okay, write down three things that you want to say to someone that you wish you could say. And it doesn't matter 
if, you know, if they've passed away, if they're your best friend, if it's your mother, it doesn't matter. You know, there's no yeah. rules to that. What, what, what do you like about that exercise? Yeah, well, that exercise came out of an event that you and I did in Canada and people had been writing and they came and played their songs and, and you and I both were like, oh, it just a lot of this feels contrived. It doesn't feel yep. real. It, it kind of just feels like writers trying to impress other writers instead of writing from yes. their heart. And so um, we had them come up with um, five statements that they wanted to say to someone in their life and then to brainstorm song titles around those five things. And we had one that really stood out to me was one guy, um, the statement he wanted to say to a girlfriend that had broken up with him many years ago was, I wish you had stuck around to see the grown up me. And he wrote this song called the grown up me. And it's basically apologizing to this girl for not being what she needed at the time and wishing that they had met later when he was more mature and it blew everybody away because it was real. And it just right. showed me the power of that um, activity. And we've got people in Songtown now that kind of do that in their journal, you know, every day in their journal, they'll write three to five sentences that they would like to say to somebody in their life. Not all of those are going to turn into songs, but it, it's a great place to start because it is at least something that you're feeling. You know, it's something that you want to say. And if you can turn that into a song that says that, there's going to be a lot more emotion and power behind it. Yeah. And that's exactly the same philosophy that I had, like when I talked about writing with Darius Rucker and telling him, I just don't feel like writing today and him asking me why not it, what you're doing is you're getting in touch with real yeah. you know and we could we could spend all we could spend the next 2 weeks sitting around trying to think of great titles you know but yeah. unless it's connected unless it's connected to some real thing there's there's just something Paul Simon said you're much better off starting with the truth you yeah. know because then you're then you're not covering your tracks and it's something magical that happens when you write the truth, when you write what is real. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, if you start with something true, that that song can't veer and want to go off in a different direction. You know, just because, you know, you did this and this happened and then that happened and then someone said this, it doesn't mean your song has to follow those steps. Right. But I think the genesis of a song, if it comes from a real place and it, it has that kernel of real, I mean, I'll ask people that bring in a title and I'll ask them, well, how did you come up with that? Because I want to get as close to the real source of where it came from yeah. so that, so that I can hone in. I want to be as close to that fire, as close to that source that I can. So if they can tell me where they got the idea then I'm right there with them. And so I, I think the real thing is probably the key. And that exercise, when you say write down three to five things that you would like to say to somebody, wow, somebody, somewhat, my words. <laughs> that would be the, the word of the day, somebody. <laughs> somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I get chill bumps just thinking about that place that's real, that songs come from, mm -hmm. you know? And to me, that's way better than clever. 
You know, it, clever songs that sound contrived are not going to resonate with people, you know, like a, like something that's real. Yeah. Yeah, we could write, get off the oven, Granny, you're too old to ride the range. But that's not gonna that's not gonna move people, you know. It's clever, it's funny, but it's it's not gonna move people. Yeah, I mean, I think Blake Shelton had an album called "Based on a True Story," and yeah. I think that's kind of the approach I love to take with writing is that it it doesn't have to be one hundred percent true, but it has to be um, true to the truth of that story, if that makes sense. I I was writing yesterday, and somebody threw out a title. And it really resonated with me and the story of meeting my present wife after going through a horrible divorce and being in a really bad place. And so throughout the, the co-write, they, they were asking me like, well, what happened next? You know, like, is this accurate of what you felt? And, and so we kept coming back to what's the true story. So it's not a hundred percent true in the song, but it, it's very much based on, the actual thing that happened. And it, it's a, an honest representation of that. It's such that I hope somebody else who's been through that will feel it when they hear the song. Yeah, man. Well, Songtown, it's been great. Another episode here. I hope you come back next week. Remember to check the liner notes. We love our sponsor, Sweetwater. They're responsible for all this crazy gear that I have. They help Marty get all those gold records that he has hanging on his wall. <laughs> So Sweetwater is going to want some royalties from you, Marty. See you next week. There you go.